Hi everybody, welcome to your Rude Rebel Radio. Radio. We should make a jingle for that. Rude Rebel Radio. It's Rude Rebels. <laughs> we're still getting used to it. Yes, yeah, that we're rebels and not awakeningers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back everybody, hope you had a beautiful week and you liked the new format. Did you check if that's time-lapse? <laughs> yeah, this time I did my homework. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of like it. It was sort of bizarre. It was very bizarre. Next one we can do in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is the topic this week? This week we thought, uh, let's talk about the rebels. I can almost hear your brain. <laughs> to awakening the rude rebels guide to awakening um we were chatting earlier and it is kind of a thing for um newcomers on this journey that basically have their awakening or on the the um, you know the teetering on the edge of having their first awakening and then when you have it or when you have that that epiphany moment of oh my god there's more i'm going to investigate this uh, a lot of people are lost, um, and I remember myself when I had that moment, uh, I think it was 21 and I was outside and I suddenly had the realization that everything was a reflection of me. So everything that I saw around me was literally me or at least perceived through the lens of me. And it was so overwhelming, I almost passed out, like I, I really had to sit on the park bench and go like, what the fuck just happened? And then I started really searching for it, but... Did you, it, did you smoke something before? No, no, I quit that actually. Uh, yeah, that could have been a great reason, right? I was high like a kite, but... No, I actually quit that years before, so, so um, I, was, I was doing a lot of sports at the, at the moment. It was completely clean, so... Um, but I remember being lost, being very lost, and, and, and going to a lot of spiritual courses and systems from like regression therapy or, or NLP and very confused because sort of finding out that every group that I visited was really nice because it, it gave me a sense of belonging and it gave, gave me a sense of camaraderie hey there's other people on this path but ultimately um, I sensed there was a very uh, defined limit within those groups and those systems uh, and not to say that any of those things are bad but I outgrew them one by one, and then I was faced with the next problem, like, fuck, what do I do now? <laughs> like, which group can help me further? And of course, ultimately, the answer was no, no group. Uh, ultimately, you help yourself further. But do you think you went into that, um, into that scene because it was a path that was lived by your dad and by your brother and everything? everybody around you was already kind of exploring these um, modalities. Do you think that that um, was a heavy uh, reason why you... Definitely, definitely. My, my father was um, actually part of the Bhagwan uh, movement, uh, so that was not really a system I, I would want to go into. So I avoided that like the plague, but uh, they went into something called Avatar, which is basically a... It's kind of similar to Landmark. It's sort of a self-development course which, with business aspects to it. And of course, my dad and my brother were both trainers there. So, of course, they would drag me to all those courses. Yeah. Um, so, I was in a lucky position to be close to it. But 
that that system also after a couple of years really fell apart as as being quite hierarchical and quite limited in its in its view of uh, of this journey so there were a couple of times where i really went back to confusion it's like okay i know it's me that has to do it um and nobody really speaks the language that i'm looking for but i think it's also you know looking at how those um or when those systems show up in the world it's usually like a, a phase that the world is going through right yeah. like the, like you say the whole uh, mindset coaching um pyramid scheme things that that yeah. just came up now buy the silver the like, silver course for ten thousand euros and then next exactly. is the platinum course yeah i think that was uh, that had a very distinct moment in time there was a certain era where you could say that happened there just like the hippie movement yeah in the 60s and 70s um so i think there's always some form of um it's almost like people need exactly that in that moment in order to uh, explain to themselves why they now need to work on themselves right. when yeah i think the initial nudge that you have to feel I'm different or I never fit in and we've talked about that in season one go back and listen um, I think that definitely the people um, then get lost in in the in the house rather than saying okay this is normal so no matter how long the whole self-development dates back There'll always be this, um, oh, I came to to that path because I went to this course. No, I think it happens way before that. When you ask yourself, like, there's more, I don't fit in. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe that too. And I think every modality that you use until you're done with it is a good stepping stone. Like, like it wasn't really for me, but I, I remember a lot of people uh, that I spoke to that their first real step was doing meditation or some some sort of Indian type like like or Asian type um, self development whether it's it's Buddhism or Zen or uh, just meditation in general and they didn't get stuck in that either but sort of after a while they they they, they all talk about oh the meditation really helped me quiet my mind or really helped me you know, give me a tool to to, to get all those nasty thoughts that are constantly running around a little bit more quiet but ultimately it wasn't the end solution it was just a tool that they gathered and then, then they and I think on. that's that's the sign of these times now that now it's become far more common and far more normal that you know you do yoga or you go to a mindfulness class or you you know you do meditation um, or you know you have a therapist <clears throat> so I think that the the stepping stones are just that they're stepping stones and whereas for our generation it was really this this huge label that you were carrying and then there was this whole esoteric thing and, yeah. and and that's also why a lot of people nowadays are so triggered when you say words like um love and light or um you know yeah i, th I think we grew up in a very old school uh, of a kind of like yeah archaic way of spirituality where you, where you write it, it wasn't accepted i was always the odd one out of my friend group oh you go to that stuff you know 
And, for and being a guy is, is yeah, is, I was, is very is a very seldom thing for a young guy to true start on this. Journey. I was usually the only guy, yeah. like for like ten years in all courses. Oh, that's why you picked all of them girls up. <laughs> I wish, I wish that worked. <laughs> no, it was it was interesting. So, how was that for you, though? The 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 first when you first had your awakening moment, and what is the first modality that you? Mobilized for I yourself. didn't. I wasn't raised in that context like you were. Um, my father was a normal um, Christian that just uh, went to the Protestant church every Sunday. Um, we weren't really, me and my sister weren't really expected to follow the same path, but we were raised in that belief, um, which of course I think is normal, right? Like you, you teach your children what works yeah. for you, uh, and. And I really liked it, and I, I liked, you know, that there is a outlook that doesn't, it's not the bleakness, so there is, like, the savior, even though, you know, I think in the Christian church and the Protestant church it's not as, um, not as crass as in the Catholic church, where, you know, it's like, oh, God is really angry with you, you know? Yeah, guilty, so guilty was, by yeah. default, yeah. So it was lighter, I, I really enjoyed that, I enjoyed the, the whole youth activities that were offered, um, participated in a lot of ca camps, summer camps and um, stuff like that, met a lot of people through that, so that was great. But ultimately in my, um, in my teenage years, I somehow felt there is such a lid on this, like there is so, you, you can't really grow with your, you can't grow out of that system by asking new questions that they, I didn't feel that new questions were welcome. And I was always very inquisitive up to the point that uh, my teachers or kindergarten um, people um, called my mom and said, she's always asking why. We don't know how to, <laughs> how to explain it to her. Why, anymore. why, why, why? Yeah, it's like almost blaming my mom for raising me <laughs> to always ask why. But I was just never really satisfied with something that didn't make sense to me. I really needed to feel that people were authentically living something. And I think I had a way of poking holes into these things. So, so what was your first modality after you, you really decided, okay, so it's not the church, um, but there was a different moment when you realized, hey, there's more and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, well, when was that moment? Um, probably still while I was in church. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I didn't go, I, I wasn't like the rebel that then went its extreme hard left to going into spirituality. For me it was more, I don't get the answers here that I want, so I'm just gonna take a step back and stepped out of church, also because, you know, I needed to pay church tax, which I didn't feel like earning my, <laughs> earning my own money. I was like, it doesn't make any sense, here's an institution that I have to pay something to that I don't really believe in. So I stepped out of that. And then I just um, didn't even think so much about it anymore. But I noticed that I was looking at more things that made sense to me, like reading more about um, mindset and how you can um, help yourself out of a rut because I was also a little bit prone to anxiety. So 
having like this stable mindset was really important for me. And I think through that, ultimately, in my mid-twenties, I started reading more books on energy. And all of a sudden, what you can do for yourself with in the whole mindset training thing, together with energy, those two things came together and really made sense for me. That I was like, oh... Oh, yeah, great, awesome. And from that moment on, whatever I dipped my toe into just um, broadened the bigger picture for me. It was all very complementary, mm-hmm. which I really loved. So I could never really get stuck in one system. I could always see, you know, again, like with the church, you reach a certain point where you ask too many questions that the people around you in that system can't answer you. And then you just sort of go continue your journey. And go to the next yeah, thing. Yeah, so I think in my mid-twenties probably I started reading a lot. Um, then, you know, going to classes, meditation classes, uh, going to spiritual groups and all of that stuff. Um, but then I do think that I got uh, very attached to the spiritual entitlement belief system of oh, now I've discovered that it's all spirituality. Right. And yeah, everybody yeah. is living in this spiritual system, but they don't know it. So it was almost like this, again, comparison. Yeah. I'm, I'm awake and here's the rest of the world still sleeping. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, whereas now, um, having stepped out of spirituality, not it wasn't like a, a, a decision, you know, I don't want to be spiritual anymore. I just understood that spirituality as we use it as human beings is also just a stepping stone so so many things are now in my natural understanding that i don't need to hold it as a belief system anymore it's it's here and i can feel it it's it's uh, we often say that uh, say this to each other but it's a way of being instead of doing and the doing is usually attached to a lot of modalities and systems and formulas and and the being is just being it's living it yeah, and I think now opening up to what the world is going through, the the search for something that makes sense, the search for purpose, the search for meaning, mm-hmm. um, we can see that that call gets louder and louder, and and I I think that's a beautiful movement, although you know it it, it is very distracting to see the mental imbalances that pop up um, on that search, yeah. but that is a by effect of of the evolution I think yeah in consciousness I think also because uh, I think you said it earlier but there is a, a very large group of people now uh, in the world that, that are making a shift uh, and leave in the middle how big the shift is but they're making a shift everybody knows what mindfulness is everybody knows yeah. what yoga is everybody knows about meditation so I think there's a huge group in mass consciousness now that are looking around them especially after covid going hey there has to be more and how can we find this and and it's not frowned upon but of course this this enormous group is now starting their search and i remember in the beginning of my journey also the the mental imbalance was was very big i was i was very i was depressed i was very you know there was a lot of anxiety I didn't know if I do. If I was doing it right. I wanted to do it quickly, and of course, when you try to do it quickly, it goes slower. So there was a lot of turmoil um, and a lot of old systems, especially survival and you know 
where the fear came from in me that I projected onto, uh, you know, bad upbringing and this and that. But ultimately, it's it's something in me that has decided it's dangerous out there, et cetera, et cetera. So deconstructing those old belief systems that took me years. I mean, it took me a long, long time, and and a, you know, a lot of mental anguish. I wouldn't say I was I was super imbalanced, but uh, just depressed. You know, it, mm. it just it just it just didn't go the way I wanted to go, and I also didn't make the big changes I wanted to make. So it's kind of always in the middle of everything. And the, the, it's interesting to look at um, because in the beginning, when you're on this journey of self discovery, you notice certain patterns that don't serve you, so you actually do work on them. Yeah. Um, you deconstruct them. And then you integrate it and you move along on your journey and many years later you find like, oh, I am that now, right? Yeah. So is it actually important to deconstruct things or is the integration itself the healing? I believe the latter, but it, it again, it took me so long to get to that part of the yeah. journey because I believe it was deconstructing, digging, going into the past, understanding it, much like I think traditional psychotherapy works. So you, you, you go yeah. you go deep within to find the source and then you change the source. And I'm not a medical or, or a doctor or, or a psychologist, but uh, I found it was helpful to some extent, but then the act of constantly digging if there's something wrong or constantly trying to fix something or uh, and there's another word word that's used a lot in spirituality is cleaning like like to clean yourself yeah. there's something wrong with you and the very act of cleaning or digging deep and figuring out what was going on actually made it worse because it almost like put the attention on something I didn't want to experience anymore but was still there yeah. and the more attention I give it and I think that's a universal rule if you give something attention, it, you, you'll get this similar feedback. Um, but it was only until a couple of years ago where I really saw the connection between um, not digging, but feeling and acknowledging certain feelings that come up, anxiety, anger, blah, blah, blah. So not shunning them away, just look at them and feel them, but then not go deeper, especially go, okay, I'm very angry. And the moment I don't put the agenda of having to figure it out, A, I'm, 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 I'm very okay letting that emotion mm -hmm. be there, so I'm not fighting it. And therefore it loosens up in such a way that the answers are coming in. But now I don't have to dig. So basically uh, I might be angry for a couple of weeks, maybe every day, as I'm in the process mm -hmm. of feeling this. And sometimes I don't want to feel it, so I have to you know find a space like walk in nature was a big uh, was something that really helped me endless walks in nature because i could you know my body was occupied enough to do something walking and whatever feeling i had i just i would just like let rush through me like like literally go through me and after a while it, it really changed it really the answers came in but not because i was you know blaming it on on you know my parents or or, or a bully on school or, or god knows what but acknowledging it's my emotions and if i decide to feel them i can change them but not by digging but just by 
accepting and feeling. And then all of a sudden, you, you felt more space. There was more room. Uh, answers came back that I wasn't even looking for. So it's it. I feel it's the whole fight with trying to fix something that actually makes it like almost like makes it stuck more. At yeah, least in my but, but I, I do believe that um, in the beginning of the journey, you need some kind of entertainment to get you to snap you out of what doesn't work for you anymore. Yeah. To snap you out of, you know, it's like everybody just does it that way, and I really don't understand why. Nobody's questioning. So self-reflection is the first thing. Then you notice, okay, this this really isn't for me. So you use the mind, which has the strongest focus in this in this reality, to help you make that shift. Yeah. And at some point, you know, the mind now needs to relearn what it's here for. Yeah. Yeah. So just just getting me through my everyday life experiences and being able to learn stuff and you know observe and and and, and process information. But ultimately, that integration part, then having gone through the journey, you become more you, you become more beingness. The mind has a completely different role. And and to be honest, uh, there's still moments, and, and we talk about this uh, constantly, there's still moments where the mind it just it really doesn't get it. So there's a different modality that we both use, and we talked a lot about it. Um, calling it intuition, calling it nast, calling it a knowingness. But the mind, it's not that the mind all of a sudden understands it better than a year ago. It understands it enough to know it works. It has enough reference of it now. But if you ask the mind, it just it just gets really confused. It's almost, it's almost a, a, a um, stepping out of the way thing. Like, I don't know how this works, but I'll be in the corner if you need me. And that's, I think, the big difference is... Because if I, because before I tried to understand this whole awakening process mentally, I'm very analytical. Yeah. So and it just went in loops. I just got more stuck, and I got just more frustrated. And and because my mind was trying to understand the concept, that's much bigger than a mind. It's much more about beingness, about knowingness, about well, feeling, and, feeling. and that's yeah. that's just also not how any of us were raised that your intuition actually has a um, place in this in, in this life and in society and in even yeah. in your family you know like and that's bizarre isn't it waking up in the morning and just saying okay so I'm having a complete off day um, I, I I can't go to school today or whatever that even wasn't an option you need to come up with lies and shit you know <laughs> so. yeah but it, it's funny because because even though schools are starting to talk about mental health and self self-care routines and maintenance and that sort of stuff but it it's still i'm still amazed by how little in mass consciousness or education is is taught this should be the first lesson when you when you i think here in holland you go to school at five that should literally be the first class social social skills and 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 the difference between the mind and the and the heart or the feeling and the thinking, um, and it's still, you know, spirituality is more common, but that principle is still, you know, like a lonely five percent, or not even not even that taught in what schools. Would the, what would the motivation be to change a running system? 
if the system is broken, but mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it, it takes a long time of trying to fix it here and there. You know, like trying to. Which is kind of an. It's kind of the same analogy as I just said about the mind. Mm-hmm. You try to fix it from within and looking at details that just make it worse, basically. Instead of zooming out and go, hey, what what is the what do we need to change on a on a on a holistic level, like on a higher level? And that's that's why I think it's so important to make the um, connection that what we're experiencing now in the world is exactly the same thing that we went through in our own awakening. Yeah. And the microcosm works in the same way as the macrocosmos. Yeah. That you you know it, it sort of doesn't work anymore. You try to fix it, then at some point when you know things just blow up big enough, then you go okay we need to change a few things. But then you also just come with small changes, right? Like I know on my own journey, a little bit here, a little bit of there. Because you know the other things, I didn't want to go near. And and that is that is a dynamic. Like for every, for anybody who's going into into their awakening journey, um, that is a dynamic that I've heard. I've had myself. I hear you talk about it, and all the people I I ever speak to that are on this journey or have been talk about the same thing about that particular dynamic. Yeah, I find it so interesting. Yeah. So really now being where we are still constantly exploring and reflecting on the beingness and i think that journey will never stop i'll keep i'll keep running into patterns <laughs> i'll keep creating new patterns and then run into how they don't work for me anymore i think that will just keep going but now i know the system so well that i can lean into the change yeah. rather than be afraid of it and hold it off but now that we know all of you know what the that it is about becoming the beingness we know where this world is headed yeah on a on a collective um, well and 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 I, you know we're in a lucky position that that we see each other do it but we have a, a lot of people around us that are doing this same thing too so there's a lot of feedback and things to look at and although even us do, don't do things the same way um but you know it's really nice to have a lot of people to, to, to look at and, and to, to compare notes with. So you can accommodate it. Yeah. And and again, you know, I think we've talked about several ways how we facilitate ourselves and what's what's become important or non-negotiable. Yeah. You know, living with other people, um, interacting with other people, there'll always have to be boundaries, clear communication, um, alone time, taking yourself out of it, and then also changing the groups that you hang out with if they deplete you if you just feel like a, you know that yeah. doesn't feel compatible anymore yeah and we, we said it before also like like uh it's a very simple trick or trick it's a, it's a very simple observation does this person or interaction give me energy or does it take it away and without blaming the other party because that's usually what happens is yeah but no that person is toxic or that situation now keep it to yourself but you're like oh no, I, I just choose a different experience yeah but and here yeah exactly (laughs) that's the theory (laughs) and then the practice is the opposite is that you know i think human humans intrinsically and and i'm I'm looking at myself for the example here uh i love to know more about this journey about myself but i never dare to make big changes i pretended i make big changes 
and you know every time I did a course or, or something I was like oh my god this is amazing this changed my life and then you know a week later I was I would forget everything um, and ultimately you know humans are not built for change uh, there's very few humans that do well in the face of you know a lot of change and even a lot of people on the spiritual path that I consider to be far along every single one of them is doing the same thing is is just like they're very far along but they're, they're they're like they're holding on to the last bits of investment last bits of you know the think, things well, that keep them safe or they think they keep them safe and and nobody's really taking the the super big leaps like like just go fuck it all let's jump i don't think we can no i think it, it'd blow up your human yeah, counterpart because you need to take it along and i think for me personally on my journey um you got to do what you're doing until you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got to overdo it for a long time before you can actually make a change. And I, all of those coping mechanisms that we have or patterns that we have developed over the years. And, you know, when you when you are um, believing in different lifetimes, you, you take all of that with you. Mm -hmm. um, that needs to come down. You really need to be done with it in, in a way that it is a long-lasting change that you can make because I think the patterning is the thing that keeps repeating and that keeps you interacting with the same amount, same kind of people. The amount of experience comes to a point where, you know, it just gets, blows up for you. But you attract what you send out. Yeah. So there's also energetic dynamics within all of this when you're on that journey. It's, it's, you, you can't just say, well, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna change it. How many people move all over the globe just to find themselves in the same and same situation again? So take yourself with you. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we aptly titled this podcast, uh, The Rude Rebels Handbook of Awakening. So, you know if we get questions or if we get listeners that are, are on this you know on the beginning of their path and, and just had, had their awakening or their, or their epiphany or even running into you know the, the boundaries or the ceilings of the modalities that they're now investigating what would be a what would be a nice tool toolkit for them to to have like a couple of simple we talked a lot about the dynamics of of our own journey but what could be the summary of it? Wine, chocolate, <laughs> sleep, coffee. She's actually not entirely lying. <laughs> <laughs> it is so individual. I think really looking honestly at what, what you're still entertaining, you know, like what are you still suffering through what are you still gaining out of it so it comes back to something very unspiritual i think mm -hmm. from where i stand now also as a coach i would also always just turn the mirror around and say okay so you've created this somehow you're in the situation now look at what steps can you take to slowly create a new pattern that helps you it's like creating a new muscle creating new muscle memory, but allowing the old muscle to still be there, you know, switching systems. Um, 
a lot of talking about it with friends i think yeah. find yourselves people that you can um hold accountable that you can chat with that that give you honest feedback yeah i found that especially useful not to feel uh alone because i think in my, even in my friend circle i was one of the only ones so i talked to some of them but not really and then when i started doing those those spiritual courses then i met a lot of other people and then some of them were really like somebody i could talk to and it's it's, it's a and great that, thing that really worked nowadays that we have all of these things like podcasts that you guys can listen to and it might help you or you you have your things that you follow on social media or whatever that are really helpful for you i think there's so much information out there which is awesome and i love being able to you know have all of that at a at a click away kind of at thing at your fingertips but yeah. the thing is that also it doesn't um it doesn't really compete with having actual people to talk to so no. because it's very one-sided right you consume but you don't actually get to be in the conversation so i th think that's why it's so important to uh, also bring on a few guests um in our yeah. podcast yeah. sooner or later we'll, we will have some people um just to also get some new impulses for us yeah um, and by the way thank you so much if you've written into us the next episode we will uh, probably commit to really reading through uh, some of them some comments that we got thank you so much this this is really helpful for us to know what you want us to talk about and in a way it's the same thing that we just talked about it's it's engaging with other people about yeah. this, this subject and it's not about who knows more than the other because because it's so individual anyway at, at this point in the game but yeah but like that like we really like the interaction and to to see what's you know what's out there what's living under uh under the people listening to this yeah and and i think um through that you can also have a bit of a room temperature on where everything is headed because i do believe that the future is very bright again sandra is a hopeful romantic um I see that the changes that we are making as a society, um, the things that we are pointing towards saying like that can't go on anymore, uh, there's a certain movement in there that that will bring results and I, yeah. do, I do feel that that's a very positive outlook. It seems to be quite, uh, it seems quite uh, irreversible. Yeah. It's like it's it's just going. So it's like yeah. a, it's almost like at some point it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. prophecy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and I think just just to to stick to the um, to the little to the little list that we talked about for for people as a guidance, so talking to others, um, finding I feel like like just trying out different things. Don't be afraid to try meditation. Put yourself out of the comfort uh, zone. Yeah. In, indigenous sweat lodges, uh, ecstatic dance. Whatever, but that's yeah, whatever, that's all spiritual stuff, right? But there's also so many other things that you anything, can try out. Anything, like, you know, even learning a new language. Just uh, I think creating a new um, yeah. reality or everyday. And experience. I think something that really helped me is I moved to London. So I worked in London for two years, first in Scotland and then in London. And the change of scenery also really got me out of my habits. It was, it was uh, I think we all agree that you can move all you want, but you bring yourself with you. Mm -hmm. But having to deal with a different culture um, really also made me 
sort of appreciate a different perspective that was not set in my own ways. That is not just Holland, not just Amsterdam, because it's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a bubble in its own. Mm-hmm. So, you know, change, changing it up. Changing the bubble. Yeah, every once in a while, you know, start doing something that I started learning how to dive. I started learning mm-hmm. how to how to mountain climb and that sort of stuff. And it was really good to get me out of the the everyday yeah. grind, uh, doing something completely different. Yeah, and I think the the world is becoming so small that nowadays there's nothing that doesn't exist. You know, no. you can. And, and that might also be a little bit the overwhelm that you don't even know where to begin looking. But then just know that you will always come across a hint, somebody say something or introduce you to something. Just sort of pay attention to the the things that come on your path. Yeah, it's it's funny because I was about to say exactly the same thing. So mm-hmm. like, pay attention, pay attention to the feedback of basically your own energy or your own reflection but pay attention what comes back a certain individual a certain job a certain yeah feedback or or even you know something that you haven't even thought of like like it's a lot of stories of, of people that just got handed a book from a friend oh you should really read this and then you know that would propel them into becoming a, a healer or an astrologer or or the other way around, it, it propelled them in learning everything about metaphysics and that sort of stuff. So it's, yeah. it's, it doesn't, I, I agree, it kind of has nothing to do with spirituality in the end. No, it it's doesn't. Feeling, it's feeling, it's almost that same intuition feeling, hey, what fits me? So when I hear about this, I get this, you know, this, this, this feeling of, um, of uh, enthusiasm and inspiration. Mm-hmm. And when it's something else that a lot of people say, oh, you should be doing that, but I don't get that feeling, then you know. I don't care how many people are doing this kind of st- stuff. It's not for me because I don't get that feeling with it. So in the end, it's just you, you basically just trust your feeling. Search your feelings, Luke. <laughs> and to know that there is a part that is guiding this whole thing like whether you whatever you believe in like that could be god that could be the angels that could just be nature that could be mother earth that could be your soul whatever your own your own light and that's my experience that no matter how well prepared i thought i was for something (laughs) usually life happens while you're busy making other plans and and those are the things to pay attention to i think to see the synchronicities that come up yeah when so it's not just you know things that i get inspired by or so oh that feels really good but also in general how life just flows better there's just this yeah meandering and just playing advocate of the devil because i've i've done this a lot myself too because um, I, I kind of knew this very early on. But then when big changes were happening or basically I would get the feedback and, you know, I paid attention. I was like, oh, this is, this is big. This is a big shift. Um, my initial reaction was be safe and keep it the same. Mm-hmm. So pretend I'm doing a lot of spiritual work, but basically my life was exactly the same. I was doing exactly the same things. I was communicating exactly the same way. Uh, you know, it's almost like to, to, to keep the status quo intact. So how do you how do you break out of that? Because because I was even aware of it, I still did it. Yeah, yeah, and then and then you throw in the oh, but I ordered myself a parking spot 
from the universe kind yeah, of thing, dear right? Angel. So, so dear angels, dear those, parking angels. All of those uh, platitudes and um, yeah. excuses, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and the only the only time I really pushed through was when I just had enough. Like when 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 communication or certain people got so shitty, and in the end, I can't really blame anybody because it was always when I look back on those things, it was always me not communicating properly or not making a choice. Basically, stay in the situation yeah. out of an idea of, well, you should be doing this or you you don't deserve it or. You know, you're afraid to do it by yourself. I think everybody has, has different reasons for it. Um, but then just staying in the situation, complaining all day long about it, but not doing anything about it. Until it got so shitty that you got, okay, well, it, it it's, it's more painful staying in the situation than going through the fear of doing something about it and, you know, then have it happen what, what you fear will happen, which usually is not what happens. But that's the whole reason you don't change it because you think, oh shit! Yeah, and because you still think you're in charge. <laughs> that's the yeah. <laughs> for me, it's almost like a cosmic joke now. Um, one that you know, the whole universe sometimes laughs about me. You know, <laughs> not with me, but about me. And and that's those are the frustrating moments when you feel you have no agency in it. And. I used to hate it so much because I am very committed on my journey of self-discovery. And when then somebody says, oh, don't take life so seriously. I'm just trying to understand like the fabric of life and how it works. And now you tell me to not take it so seriously. That, you know, that, that is something looking back now, I go, the amount of stuff that my mind could not have come up with that yeah. happened on this journey yeah. that made me to who I am now, that, that also gave me a new trust mode that I didn't, that I couldn't have never um, developed by myself. And that works for everybody. It's not just for the, for the few elitists that are very far along on their journey. It's like that works for everybody, no matter how aware they are. But you have to let it, you have to be able to let it go, to hold and, it, to hold yeah. it lightly. As and we pay did. attention, yeah. you know. Uh, and then just have some fun. Yeah. yeah. But that that's exactly it. Um, of course, I, I, I don't try to look back too much because, it, again, it's the whole digging thing and it's sort of pointless looking in the past unless something comes up and like, oh, oh, that's that's that, that happened because of that reason. Mm -hmm. But then I'm not looking for it. It just plops into my head. But that was one of the things looking back. I got like, Jesus Christ, I took it so seriously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and I did have fun because yeah, I also have, a, have a, a lot of nice people around me. But I took it so seriously. It's the mind. Oh yeah, yeah, and that usually when it, when a situation was fun or light or, uh, I would make it serious. I would make it heavy, yeah. and there was no reason to make it heavy because but no, I think to take. And that's the funny thing. To take yourself serious, you need to make it serious. Yeah, until you don't. And especially spirituality, because you, in, you know, if you if you say this to somebody who's not spiritual at all, they will just laugh at you. So then you know the spiritual society, community, groups, whatever, they become really serious about it because you know you have to take me seriously. Yeah, that's usually also a good sign that there's an agenda running. Can you laugh about yourself, <laughs> yeah. right? Can you can you make fun of it? Like, oh, 
for yeah. example, like today, I'm completely out of it. Like, still somehow makes sense, I think. You sell it well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Especially when the camera is running. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't keep that game up for myself anymore, that pretend, uh, you know, that, that I've got my shit in order when I don't. You know, when almost nothing in my head makes sense and, and, then, and then you just go, okay, well, it's one of those days today. Yeah. yeah, and don't make a story out of it. Just yeah. do what you need to do, like this podcast. What you want to do as well, because I love this, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's, 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 It has very little to do with um, having to do this. No, and, and I think in the past, uh, you know, I suffered a lot from, oh, yeah, you know, but oh, today, oh, the energy is really high. I can't do anything. And I want you to sit on the couch and be fucking miserable. And at the end of the day, okay, you know, I, I've taken the time for myself, but... I'm, at the end of the day, I'm much more miserable than I started instead of going like, okay, this is a shitty day. I'm not going to fight it. I hate it. Um, let's do something just, Which, just, to, you just know, to get out of my head. The whole sentence started um, in a funny way. You said, in the past, I've suffered a lot on this journey. The human existence is about suffering. Yeah. <laughs> unawareness or, or unaware suffering where you replace the one suffering with another suffering so now all of a sudden you've got this great tool at your hand called spirituality or self-improvement self-development whatever and to get out of your old life that didn't serve you anymore and what do you do? You go right into the next suffering. You know, oh, yeah. the energy is so strong. Or, well, and I think I yeah. think now nowadays, what because I still do it. You know, I still sometimes try and trick myself. Uh, but what really helps is that I had so I had so much experience doing the same old shit over and over and over and yeah. over. And it, it really I'm, I'm I'm the one that's the most bored with it at the moment. <laughs> And there is a certain expansion in awareness. I, 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 I sense things much better now, but including my own patterns. Mm -hmm. So even though I might then attempt to sell it to myself in a different way, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm good at telling stories, so I can also tell good stories to myself. <laughs> then I know, Endless entertainment. I, I just know, <laughs> yeah, but dude, this is the same old story. You just, you just put a fresh painted coat around it and... and this is leading you exactly, and, and if, if you choose that out of freedom, it's okay to choose it. Yeah, I'm not going to stop you, but this is not what you want, and you try it. So why? And the only thing you have to do is, is be aware of it, and then make a decision of, okay, let, let me try something else. And usually, that for me, it entails going through a certain emotion that I didn't want to feel, and mm -hmm. hence, that's the whole reason I'm trying to distract myself. And then I sit down for usually very short and I do allow that emotion to come through or, or sometimes I need an entire day when I feel like yesterday I felt really, really shitty. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's, it's done. And so that was the one that I was you know, running away from for months and months and sometimes years. And all it takes is sometimes an hour of breathing or a day, maybe a weekend. It is amazing and it's not even that bad but in my mind i've made it i made such a big fuss about it you you sort of um you try to circumvent it you dance around it you postpone it you you don't want to look at it and confronting it sometimes also just means like um 
I'm going to observe you from the outside, which means now you're not hidden anymore. Yeah. And most of the time I'm finding with whatever aspects are still running amok within me, mm -hmm. that's enough. That they need to be observed. Yeah. Right. And some of them maybe want to have a resolution or, you know. Yeah. And preferably without judgment. But even if you have judgment, it still works. But I think, you know, what you're what, what you just said before, the mind inherently just wants to go back to sleep. Yeah. It does not like this journey at all. <laughs> no, still doesn't. So no, it will never no. like this journey, but it will begin to maybe understand the journey a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, help you help you reflect on it. But you will still have to make those uncomfortable choices to to say, I'm not going to suffer today. I'm going to just choose something that that feels like something different. Well, creates a movement, yeah. any movement, any direction yeah. doesn't really matter. And but. I think that's where a lot of my suffering came from. I'm very when I'm when I'm depressed, when I'm anxious, when I'm not quite myself, I'm very passive. And then there's the stasis I can't move out of. And then, you know, in that in that mode, the mind just goes, loops back in on itself. So what's really important for me, and I know for you too, but I, I think out of a different motivation for me, it's also movement, physical movement, to just also put my foot down and say, yeah. shut the fuck up, you know? Like, I've really had it. This is changing now. So agency over your over your own moods. Yeah. I'm not a victim of it and it's not part of my identity anymore. But again, it had to come to the absolute limit of... Yeah, which is funny in itself, really, yeah. if you look at it. So if you ever need any entertainment, you know, <laughs> the excuses we come up with, Jesus yeah. Christ. Especially from a spiritual angle. Uh, I oh. think even more clever ones than if you're coming from the psychology side of things. But it, it's funny, right? Yeah, How I was driving... Um, I was driving yesterday with my son and he's 21 and we were chatting in the car and we were talking about because he's not on the spiritual journey at all like for him that's woo woo um, and his mom is a little bit goo goo <laughs> woo woo goo goo might be a good episode um, but we were talking about becoming aware of the games you're still playing with yourself because that is universal that is not you know that's not a spiritual thing so he can go along with that and that's actually what we share And um, then he asked something. Let me try to get back what he asked. Something about like why we haven't done something sooner. And then I said, yeah, but I also had other stuff going on. And then he's like, and here's another excuse. And I had to laugh out loud because it's so funny. We just talked about all of the excuses we come up with yeah. and, and, and then we talk about something normal in this you know life whatever needs to be done and he says he really puts put that light back on me it's like oh shit you're right yeah so then you uh, then you send him to his room no for his him, insolence send him to uh, mongolia to start working in mines or something I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> the salt mines of kamchatka <laughs> But it's it's yeah. it's that thing like um, and that's also paying attention, right? Pay attention, pay t and that could be almost like a new hobby that yeah. you know if it's it's actually quite fun to observe the mind and it's it's like when I observe the mind, I am not the mind. I'm observing the mind. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, and and we we discussed in a couple of uh, podcasts ago where 
it's pay attention. It's also when when you when you made a big choice and not from the mind, but from something that makes you feel excited, right? And you leave the details out of it, and you leave the the st- you know the steps or the obstacles. You just go, oh, that that could be great. That that's a great new movement. But I don't have to worry how to get there. What step ten is? When I get have to get that. that when it's when it feels like it feels expansive, and you make a choice, then the feedback comes through your own wisdom, through feedback through others, and and there that's where you pay attention. That even the no's that come back, yeah, or a situation that was kind of shitty, but it's comfortable because because you were used to it. All of a sudden, you get fired from a job. So you make that choice, and a day later, your boss calls and you can go, or your relationship ends, or and it seems like a catastrophe. I, I'm not creating well. Uh, I've, I've, I've done this wrong. Uh, you see, it's a lot of no's. And, and I was so passionate about this. No, that's actually the good feedback. Because it's changing to make room for that hard choice that you Lee made. Harris um, has a great phrase. He says, that's just great information. So when something like that happens, when you get fired from your job or, you know, somebody leaves you, that's great information. So stop judging it as bad. Oh, that's great information. Okay. And then go look at the choice that you made. And that's probably a consequence that's happening because you say, you know, I really want this part of my life to change. In order to get to this choice, there are certain obstacles in the way that will automatically, if you allow them to, melt away because they don't fit with your initial choice so something has to give uh, I found that fascinating how a lot of those those things that seem completely negative and then what I used to do is oh you see it's not working so almost revoke the initial choice even though it made me really happy then try to solve the no which is actually yeah. the yes of the original choice right and then get so confused and hung up in trying to shift something that was actually going perfectly well that I neither solved it nor get to the original choice so I was sort of like you just stuck interfe- no but you also interfered yeah exactly and I, th- I think that takes again a very honest look at yourself which is not something that comes natural to us yeah no that's true well as you can hear there, um, there a, a big crane just arrived and they're now drilling so yeah. it's it's uh we're stirring some energies. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this would be a good point to, uh, wrap, to, wrap, up. to wrap up the, the show. Yeah. Again, thank you so much for writing in, um, commenting your likes and maybe even um, your reviews and maybe share it with a friend or, or a foe <laughs> <laughs> or a hoe. <laughs> Whoever you want to share it with. That's very uh, <laughs> distinctive. <laughs> um, next episode, next Friday, we will read a few of those comments, read a few of those emails. Um, you can write to us at podcast at root-rebels.com. <laughs> and um, Jonathan, what's your, what's your parting words? May the force be with you. Always. I think it's the yeah some the fourth of July will come up soon so yeah yeah, yeah yeah exactly so get your lightsabers out yeah take care everybody have a good weekend bye ciao. <laughs>